the holidays are here. Starbucks has launched their holiday menu. There's a good chance your calendar is starting to fill with events and activities. I don't know about you, but I'm on the verge of putting up my Christmas tree in the middle of November. But let's be real, you've still got goals. So let's talk, let's sit down and think through 10 ways to stay on track this holiday season. Hey, my friends, welcome to the Fit Feed Buy Read podcast, episode number four here. Today, we're talking all about the tips, tricks, and tactics to keep you on track this holiday season. The sort of things that'll leave you feeling G-R-E-A-T by the time January 1 rolls around. You are listening to the health and fitness podcast for the female millennial. Step off the roller coaster of yo-yo diet and fitness trends with sustainable solutions to make positive habit change. Learn to stress less, eat smart, and move more with me, Coach Reed, and the fit for life-minded guests I bring onto the show. We'll tackle one diet myth at a time, give you tactical ways to make change in your life, and deliver it all with a lighthearted quirk that you just can't stop listening to. As I like to say, it's an educational audio treat better said like a lollipop for your ears. Let's dive in. Hey, you guys, it is the most wonderful time of the year and also an appropriate time to talk about staying on track through the holidays. So today, you guys, I've got 10 ways to help you continue working toward your goals through this season. I know that the holidays can be a time of year that can be kind of overwhelming or challenging in many different ways, depending on your situation. Uh, But especially if you're in a place where you're working toward making change, you've you've made some good traction over the course of the fall or the summer. And you're thinking through, hey, how do I keep that momentum through this holiday season? Well, you're in the right place. We are chatting about 10 specific ways to stay on track through the holidays today, giving you some tips, tricks, and tactics to take with you into your holiday parties, into your family gatherings, all that good stuff. The reason that I really wanted to dive into this topic is because I know that it can be it can be an overwhelming time. And as much as there's a lot of joy in this season and excitement and fun, there can also be other challenges that come with extra, you know, things on the calendar, lots of parties, uh, different foods and beverages that show up around this time of year that might not be such a thing in the summer, right? And so how do we how do we navigate that? One thing that I think is important to mention before we dive into the specific 10 tactics is considering the potential of maybe it makes more sense through this season for you to focus on maintenance versus progression. If you are on track towards a performance-based goal, a physique-based goal, a habit-based goal, whatever you are working on personally in your life, what we really want to make sure doesn't happen is completely throwing in the towel, jumping off the bandwagon of making change, with the assumption of, hey, January 1's coming, I know everyone else in the world's going to be setting some kind of resolution, and I'll just join them. I'll just wait until January 1. So we kind of just take this like momentary pause, and then all the work we've done prior tends to kind of backslide, and we say, well, January 1's coming in about a month and a half, so it'll be fine. want to encourage you to shift away from that mentality. And a lot of this is the game of having a conversation with yourself of what's realistic. How much am I traveling this holiday season? How much do I have on my calendar? The season can look very, very different for different people depending on what you do, how big your family is, what your friend group looks like, uh, what sort of things are seen as fun, entertaining, and exciting and enjoyable within each of those circles, right? So consider maybe maintenance is the best approach through a season. Now, 
this is something that I feel very passionately about communicating through this podcast. Maintenance takes work. Maintaining health is not some sort of like moment of arrival and then all of a sudden, ah, there's no more work to be done. Maintenance takes work. So think through realistically what's going to make most sense for you in this season and know, hey, okay, as I take moments and time to just even listen to this podcast and think through where am I putting emphasis and focus throughout the season? That allows me to be that much more prepared to make the choices that serve me best. So let's dive into the 10 ways, you guys, because there's going to be, well, there's 10 of them. So <laughs> let's dive in. Number one, focus on what serves your body. This applies to all areas of your wellness. It applies to your mindset, your movement, your nutrition. The ultimate, the core message I want to convey with this point number one of focusing on what serves your body is the concept of only you can know your body best. We need to find a way to, and you know, not that we can control the words or the actions of others, but to step away from the opinions of relatives, the, the, the comments of friends, to step away from the conversation that doesn't serve us and focus on what does, right? Focusing on that key question, does this serve me? I lean on this question all the time with clients and with myself. You know your body best. You know what works. You know what doesn't, right? Your Aunt Jean, who made pumpkin pie and is asking you to eat a giant slice of it, if it doesn't serve you, it doesn't serve you, right? Like you have the ability to make those choices. So think about this, specific to this, this idea of focusing on what serves your body. Sometimes it can be valuable to share your goals or your intentions or what you're working toward with family and friends. It gives them a little bit more of an understanding of why you're making the choices you are. Maybe you even get the opportunity to kind of inspire them a little bit for them to see, oh, okay, that's cool. You are willing to work towards something in the midst of this holiday season when a lot of people kind of, you know, take a pause on whatever their goals are just in the sense of, well, I want to focus more on celebration and family, which by the way is totally okay as well. If you find that that is what the best choice is for you, that's okay. But if you're saying, hey, you know what, I don't want to get to January 1 and wish I had taken more control and more intentional, uh, you know, just an intentional approach to the holidays, this would be the way to do it. Focus on what serves your body, my friends. No one can tell you what you should or shouldn't be doing, right? Focus on what serves your body. Number two, start with your headspace. This comes from the pyramid that I coach off of, the habit change pyramid that really helps clients to prioritize where do I begin habit change? This is one of the biggest things that comes up in conversation with clients is, hey, there's 15 things like I feel like I should be doing differently in my life. I don't know what's going to have the biggest impact. I don't even know where to start, but I darn sure know that I probably can't change all 15 things at once. And so considering where do I begin? The foundation of that pyramid that I coach off of, which is Definitely something we're going to dive into in an upcoming podcast. The foundation of that pyramid is your headspace. It's your stress, your mindfulness, stress management, I should say, and taking care of your mental state with activities that calm you, that bring you peace. This may look different depending on what brings you peace personally, but for many people, it's, it's prayer, it's going on a walk, it's taking a little bit of alone time quiet time. It's listening to music that calms you. It's doing something that brings you joy, but in a very peaceful state versus an excited heightened state. So consider that finding peace through this season. <sighs> I know this can be challenging because oftentimes the holidays tend to mean more things on the calendar, more traveling, more time with friends and family, which is a blessing, but also there can be moments where it's like, wow, okay, my cup is feeling empty. I need to fill it back up. 
This depends on the person, right? Depending on how extroverted, how introverted you are, what gives you energy, what motivates you. But thinking through the game of how can I constantly check in with myself? Am I feeling at peace? Do I need to take a moment? Sometimes it's recognizing this can be just a couple minutes. It doesn't need to be like I'm taking an entire day away from from what's going on. Maybe it does, right? But sometimes it's just saying, hey, I'm going to go for a 15-minute walk and just take a breather and, and take a little moment to step away and feeling okay with making that choice saying, Hey, this is what's going to allow me to be the best that I can to show up for myself and for the people around me that I'm, that I'm interacting with. Number three, get enough sleep. Yes. This is uh, rung number two on the pyramid. Fancy that getting enough sleep is huge. Here is the science-backed reason why we want to be getting enough sleep. Specific to food choices, when it comes to hunger and fullness, there are two hormones in your body, ghrelin and leptin. So ghrelin is the hormone that cues your body for hunger. It basically is a hormone that indicates to the brain, I need food, right? Leptin is a hormone that cues for fullness. I'm satisfied, I'm full, I feel good, I don't need to eat anymore. So when you don't get enough sleep, it actually literally shifts hormones in your body that cues for hunger, right? There's an increase in ghrelin that leads to an increased hunger. So getting enough sleep is, you know, vital in all in so many ways. It's vital in allowing us to be the people we want to be relationally. It's vital in, in, into this point, helping us make the food choices that are going to align us toward our goals. It's vital in helping us just feel good throughout the day to not have those dips and peaks and valleys of energy. And it's key for keeping us well, right? There's so many things, not getting sick, getting enough sleep is so critical. And I mentioned this early on in the list of 10, because it's an easy thing to disregard as the calendar gets busier. So consider this, can I set an alarm for bedtime? We set an alarm to wake up, so why shouldn't we be setting an alarm for bedtime? Huh, yes. What if I need to set an alarm for when I need to leave the party? You guys, I do this all the time. Nobody needs to know, right? It's just like a little buzz on your Apple Watch or a little ping in your pocket. If you know that you need to be out of there by 8.30 p.m. so you can get to bed in time for what is happening the next day, set an alarm. Remind yourself, I don't know about you, but I'm one of those people that I get way lost in conversation, forget what time it is, and then kick myself when I get home because I'm like, okay, well, goodness, it's 1030 now, and I wanted to be home by nine because I know I need to wake up at whatever time tomorrow. Why did I do that, right? So set an alarm. You leverage an alarm in the morning, leverage that alarm in the evening. Number four, move your body. As best as you can, try to stay on track with regular workouts with the goal of feeling better, focus on energy rather than the common conversation of burning off what you ate the day earlier, right? This is, this is a topic of conversation. I understand it's branded, it's marketing E. <laughs> we'll make that a word now. Uh, it is sticky, shall we say, better said. This concept of like, you know, we're, we're burning off the turkey, we're burning off the pie, whatever it may be. Encourage yourself not to create this mental, uh, you know, balance of how many calories in, how many calories out, but rather think about how do I feel after my workouts? What is my energy like? How do I show up for others when I work out? And in turn, if you enjoy a nice meal with lots of carbs in it, you might feel extra good when you go lift the next day or extra good when you go for your run. And that's a win, right? But knowing, hey, the perspective of how I'm approaching this is huge, 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 huge. 
One thing to consider amidst all of this, if you have friends or family in town, make movement and fitness and exercise an event. Go check out a new fitness studio with a good girlfriend that's coming into town. If you've got a cousin or a family member or a mom or an aunt who wants to go try Pilates or bar or go take a dance class or whatever it is, make that a part of the experience, right? Go for a walk. Even if it's winter, bundle up. It's kind of fun. Bundle up, go make a pit stop by your local coffee shop, grab a cozy drink, go for a walk. Have your conversations with movement and make it kind of a piece of the excitement of plans that you have with friends and family. So move your body team. Number five, make conscious choices. This is a big one when it comes to the holidays. The reason I love to talk about this with clients is because so often any sort of guilt or residual emotion that we have around food comes from a choice that was not made consciously. It comes from a choice that was like, I made that move emotionally or I just straight up was distracted. I was talking, I was watching TV or a movie and I just kept eating and now I wish I hadn't done that. So when we pause and make conscious decisions, we can then in turn strip away the guilt. We don't need to hold on to that piece of pie we ate a week ago, seven days after the fact. We don't need to, right? It's a piece of pie. It's not even worth that much thought or emotion. <laughs> and so being conscious in the moment will allow you to in turn, like let go of that mental weight that comes after the fact. One other thing to consider amidst this is know your favorites. This is specific to food, right? Or beverages. Know what things really get you excited and skip the things that don't. If you know that your aunt, your aunt uh, Susie's mac and cheese just does not do it for you, maybe you put like half a scoop on your plate so that she sees that you tried it and you take one bite. But like, don't eat a whole serving of it if you know that you don't like it. If you know that the exceptional apple pie that your, you know, uncle makes every single year is your jam, then have that. Start to be very conscious and intentional about what you're choosing and what you're letting go of, right? The things that you're like, no, I don't need that. I don't need that. The biggest thing within this is pausing before you make the choice. It's taking a little bit of time to think about it, which you're doing right now listening to this podcast, so kudos. Step one, think about it. What are my favorites? What are the things I don't care about when it comes to food specifically or beverages? And this actually quite honestly could apply to events as well. Make conscious choices with how you're spending your time. This can apply in a lot of a lot of ways. But pause before you make the choice. If you're not pausing before you make the choice, you're not being conscious about it. You're just automatically choosing it, right? So be intentional about that. Make conscious choices through the season. Number six, consider what you're sipping. This is a big one, right? And you may fall, who knows where you fall on the spectrum in terms of like, hey, I don't drink at all to I have a couple of drinks. I enjoy it. It's fun. It doesn't really matter, but be intentional about what you're sipping on because knowing there tends to be a lot more sugary alcoholic beverage selections, even if they're not alcoholic, they might just be sugary. It might be things like hot cocoa. It might be things like mocktails or whatever it is. And recognizing, hey, okay, does this fit within my my goals? Does this fit within my favorites? Maybe your grandpa makes some sort of beverage on the holidays that you just is so special to you. It's a part of every every holiday season. You're like, absolutely, I'm going to have one or two of those. That's okay. But know that. Be intentional with that. And of course, drink plenty of water. <laughs> we know this. When we're sipping on anything that's sugary or alcoholic or whatever it may be, make sure you are getting in plenty of water, aiming for half of your body weight 
in ounces of water each day. There's a lot of different tactics on how we want to go about this, right? You know, there's the classic, like, I have a drink, I have a water, you alternate. That's a consideration. Know this, specifically with alcoholic beverages, remember that they tend to affect more than just that moment. (laughs) Now, this might seem obvious, but I just want to remind you of this in the sense that oftentimes overconsumption of alcoholic beverages turns into overconsumption of foods that then we wish we hadn't eaten the next day and also in turn becomes the next day that doesn't feel good that there's not enough move whatever right like it's there's a residual effect here so approach this similar to how you would food choices but thinking through consciously do I want to make this choice right and here's the biggest thing friends go into it with a game plan it's exactly what you're doing right now. You're thinking through this. Go into it with a game plan. What what do I want to how do I want to feel by the time I leave this party or this experience or whatever it is, this holiday gathering? Right? If you go into it with a game plan of knowing I really just want to stick with water tonight, then it's that much easier once you get there because you've already made the decision. If you go into it being like, I don't know, we'll just kind of see how I'm feeling once I'm there, there's a high probability that you will lean into something that maybe later on you're like, eh, I wish I hadn't done that. So go into it with a game plan. I know I want to have one glass of that really incredible wine that my mom is going to bring. Whatever it is, right? Go in with a game plan. Number seven, pick proteins and veggies. Load up your plate with proteins and veggies and fill in with your holiday favorites. If you've got a big buffet or a spread a holiday party where everyone's kind of picking things off the table, fill up your plate with proteins and veggies. Carbs and fats are never hard to find. This we do know, my friends. In our uh, in our world, ca- carbs and fats are not hard to find, especially in a holiday spread. So start with the proteins and veggies. Fill up your plate with the proteins and veggies that sound good. Don't put stuff on there that you're not going to enjoy, right? This goes back to that level of like, how do I make sure I'm satiated? I'm excited about what I'm enjoying. And, and also just embracing the holiday experience, right? The goal of this is not to say I'm going to suck all of the fun out of the season. No. We don't want to suck the fun out of it. We don't want to be fun sponges, right? But we do want to be smart about how things are aligning with our goals. So pick the proteins and veggies, lean into that, and then fill up your plate with the rust, with the holiday favorites, with the mac and cheese, with the mashed potatoes, with whatever it is that you enjoy, right? Once again, skip the stuff that doesn't serve you. Number eight, get back on track the next day. Get back on track the next day. One day off the bandwagon, not a big deal, right? But the more days that you spend off the bandwagon, whatever that looks like for you, for some people, it might mean exercise. For some people, it might be being consistent with hydration. It might be being consistent with sleep, taking your time to pray in the morning, whatever it is. The more days you spend off the bandwagon, the harder it is to get back on. I don't know about you, but I've definitely experienced this before, right? It's easy sometimes. You'll have a whole week where you're like, wow, man, I haven't done that in seven days or I haven't, uh, you know, whatever it is, whether it's nutrition, it's movement, it's mindset, something that is a part of your routine that you just kind of let go of because you're on vacation or you're traveling or something's different. And then you get back and it's like, oh goodness. Okay. I haven't done that in a while. Here we go back on the bandwagon. So as best as you can one day, not a big deal, but try as best as you can to get back on track the next day. This might mean that you scale back whatever that thing is. Example being this, let's say you're traveling. You're staying at your grandma's place. There's not a gym in sight. Maybe she lives in an area where it's a long ways to get to a gym. You're like working out realistically. I'm probably not going to do a full, you know, 45, 60 minute session. So maybe it looks like, hey, 
I wake up in the morning and I do 10 minutes of stretching and a little bit of core. 10 minutes of stretching and some push-ups and some planks. 10 minutes of doing some squats, some lunges. Maybe one of my favorite little tactics, it's literally just doing calf raises while you brush your teeth at night. Whatever it is, if you need to scale it back, that's okay. But try as best as you can to keep some level of consistency with those things that really matter to you in your routine. Number nine, seek balance over the course of your week. Don't stress over a single day. Consider what the entirety of your week looks like. You may even potentially make a choice on a given day to allow for a little bit more wiggle room on a on a day that's coming up later in the week, right? You may know, hey, I'm going out of town on Wednesday through Sunday. So Monday and Tuesday, darn sure I will be in the gym. I'll be getting in a good session. I'll be making sure I'm getting in my mindfulness time in the morning. I'll be making sure I'm getting enough sleep. I'll be making sure I'm getting in my veggies and my proteins throughout the day, whatever it may be. But consider this, look at your calendar for the week. Most people like to do this on Sunday or Saturday. It's up to you. It's totally dependent upon what serves you and your schedule. But put time literally on your calendar to look at your calendar. (laughs) It sounds funny, but yes, this is a thing to consider. Put time on your calendar to look at your calendar and look at the week ahead. Say, hey, what's coming up? This is part of game planning, saying what sort of events do I have? Am I traveling? What are the moments or things on my calendar that might create more of a shift in my standard schedule? For example, I know that so-and-so is going to be in town. I know that we're going to be going out to eat for probably like two or three nights in a row. Okay, that's a shift in schedule maybe for you, right? Maybe you're used to eating at home. You kind of know what you're putting in your food. You're like, great, I got my my balanced carbs, fats, proteins, veggies, whatever it may be. So maybe if you know that's coming, then you kind of plan accordingly earlier for the week. Or you know that on those days, you're going to really make sure you have really balanced breakfast and lunch because you know you're eating out that night. That's okay. But the more you go into it game planned, the better it's going to turn out right? So look at your calendar on whatever day of the week it is that serves you, but plan ahead for the week. Number 10, last one, you guys, find your people. This is huge. People talk a lot in this season about, you tend to see people that you might not see as frequently, right? Whether it's distant relatives or it's friends that are maybe more peripheral and everyone comes together for a a holiday party, whatever it may be. And, you know, unfortunately, I think there can be that element of people kind of foreshadowing like feeling like there's going to be tension or challenge and thinking thinking about this it's not to say that we're going to be able to avoid every single situation that may be slightly challenging right but go into it with love right go into it with readiness for conversation and just outpouring of love you know I like to think about this in the sense of um how do I center everything back to the way that Jesus approached everything with love right but on the on the other side of that do find your people like know your what your cup looks like, know how you need to moderate your energy. If you know that you're going to have to go to an event or something that's going to kind of drain you or pour out from your cup, then make sure that you have the next day to create some space or time to take care of yourself, right? To balance that out. So then for the next thing, you can really be present and show up with love. Maybe you're one of those people where you're like, I know that every single year my office party turns into a drinking fest and I am so not about that life. Okay, that's okay. You're like, I know I need to go. It's kind of an obligation, but I don't really want to be there late. Great. Set your alarm. Leave early, right? Set those boundaries where you can say, hey, I can I can show up and be present for these people, but I also can take care of myself. And the biggest piece of this 
is find the group of people that allow you to feel comfortable, supported, that you're excited to go spend time with, and lean into those sorts of events, those sorts of things on your calendar, really create space and time for those, right? Surround yourself with the people who support your goals, who know you, who want to grow with you, and enjoy that part of the season as well. Because if you approach the season simply with a mentality of obligation, it's not enjoyable for you either, right? And when we show up around the people that encourage us that we feel loved by and that we can you know pour back into that's when we really get to enjoy the season and the things that there are to be experienced here okay friends let's do a quick recap i want to mention this before i do this quick recap as i read through these 10 things i want you to identify one thing that really sticks out to you just one just one because i want you walking away saying hey i've got an idea for something that i'm going to do this season something i'm going to focus on a little bit differently than what i did last season Something new, uh, a way that's going to really continue to either help me to progress toward my goals or to maintain my goals in the season, whatever you feel like you've decided, right? So identify just one thing as I read through these 10 ways to stay on track through the holidays. Number one, focus on what serves your body. Number two, start with your headspace. Number three, get enough sleep. Number four, move your body. Number five, make conscious choices. Number six, consider what you're sipping. Number seven, pick proteins and veggies. Number eight, get back on track the next day. Number nine, seek balance over the course of your week. And number 10, find your people. That's the jam, my friends. Happy, happy, happy holidays. Thank you for tuning into the Fit Feed by Read podcast. If this had a positive impact on you, I'd be so honored to have you share it with a fellow female millennial. Send it through text message or post it on your Instagram story, tagging me at Fit Feed by Read. I hope you guys have a stellar week ahead of building healthy habits. And don't forget, God loves you.